Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. If you'd like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at BethesdaChurch.tv slash give and simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good evening, everyone. I am so excited that you've joined us for this special online Good Friday worship experience. We are truly honored that you've tuned in tonight. Let us know that you are watching and also let us know where you're watching from. Throw up some hearts, click that share button. Let's get this message out tonight. I'm trusting that God is going to speak to you and to your family. I want you to bring everyone in your household together Make this a special time for you and your family. If you haven't gotten your communion elements together yet, take just a minute to go get those, gather them together. You've got just a few minutes before we're gonna receive communion. But before we receive communion tonight, we're gonna have a time of worship. We know what this day symbolizes. It's the day that we remember the Lord's death. It's the day that we remember all that Jesus did for you and I. So as we prepare our hearts for worship, let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for the ability to worship together tonight and to receive communion as a church body. We take the time tonight to remember our Lord's death, but to also acknowledge what you have provided for us. We love you and we praise you and we ask that you would move in a powerful way tonight and we ask it all In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's worship together. Face is great. 
what an incredible presence of God. That presence that you sense right there in your house, that is the presence of the Holy Spirit. That is the anointing that destroys yokes and removes burdens. I'm so thankful that you've tuned in tonight. I wanna speak to you for just a few minutes before we receive communion. I wanna read to you from Romans chapter number five, starting in verse number nine. It says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. If I were to ask you tonight what Jesus accomplished through his sufferings, I think most of us would reply back with one answer. We would say that Christ died on the cross for our sins. The answer is correct, but it's incomplete. Jesus' death on the cross was atonement for our sins, but the word atonement is mentioned 81 times in Scripture, 80 of those times in the Old Testament, and it pictures the animals that were sacrificed for or uh, became atonement for man's sins. Clearly, sin was the central outcome of man's fall, but there were other consequences that followed. Not only did sin come into the world when Adam messed up, but we know sickness became a reality after Adam was expelled from the garden. And for this reason, early in Scripture, Almighty God revealed himself as a healer to those who trust him. In Genesis chapter 20, verse 17, Abraham prayed for Abimelech so that his wife and his maidservants would be able to conceive children. In Numbers chapter 12, verse 13, Moses cried out for Miriam to be cured of leprosy. And in 2 Kings chapter number 20, verses 5 and 6, King Hezekiah was healed of an incurable disease through prayer. God also established a healing covenant with the entire nation of Israel in the book of Exodus. It's chapter 15, verse 26. It says, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and you do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. This healing covenant existed 1,500 years, and then it was carried through through the ministry of Jesus. The four Gospels record, and they give us record of three levels of Christ's deliverance ministry. We know that Jesus performed miracles of physical healing. We know that Jesus performed miracles of casting out of evil spirits. And we also know that Jesus performed 
creative miracles. This ministry not only moved through the ministry of Jesus and through the life of Jesus, but it also moved through the ministry of the disciples. He instructed them to heal the sick and to cast out devils. These miracles were performed through the authority of Jesus' name. In Christianity, the word salvation, most of us, we only think about repentance of sin. But when you look at the word salvation in the original language, in the Hebrew and in the Greek, it actually means that we have deliverance from material and temporal danger. That we have deliverance from sickness. And that we are to be made whole. And so the word salvation not only means that we are saved from our sins, but it also means to deliver, to protect and to heal. Our salvation in Christ is more than just repenting of our sins so that our names are written in heaven, but salvation includes redemption for the whole man, for your body, for your soul, and for your spirit. God is not only concerned about your spiritual well-being, but God is also concerned about our physical and emotional wholeness. In 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, verse number 23, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God wants us to be both holy and whole. He wants us to be sound in our body. He wants us to be sound in our soul. And he wants us to be sound in our spirit. We could say it like this tonight. He wants us to be completely healthy. A lot of people will say when it's your time to go, it's just your time to go. That there's nothing that you can really do about that. But scripture does not support such a fatalistic view. The Bible indicates that prayer can cancel the assignment of death. King Hezekiah was told that he was going to die, but he sought God earnestly, the Bible says, and God added 15 years to him. Miriam, the sister of Moses, was stricken with leprosy, but Moses interceded on her behalf, and the Lord spared her life. Ecclesiastes seven seventeen says, Why die before your time? It indicates that it is possible for us to depart from this life before our appointed time. When it comes to receiving communion, which is what we're going to do in just a few minutes, when we look at the Lord's Supper and all that the Apostle Paul said, he said this about it when he was talking about the Lord's Supper. He said that many in the church are weak, they are sick, and they are dying. And the scripture makes it clear that a person can die before their appointed time. Good Friday is a time when we remember the Lord's death and it's a time that we acknowledge all the suffering that Jesus endured on our behalf. And Isaiah the prophet prophetically spoke to the fact that Jesus provided a threefold redemptive work through his suffering. In Isaiah chapter 53, 
verse number five. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. This was a threefold redemptive work. The first, he's wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquity. That is spiritual healing. That is the forgiveness of sins. But it also says that the chastisement of our peace was upon him. That speaks to our emotional healing for the mind. And then it says, by his stripes, we are healed. This refers to physical healing for the body. So we have spiritual healing that transforms the human spirit. We have emotional healing that renews the mind. And we have physical healing that brings healing to the body, to the physical body. Healing for the whole person represents Jesus' assignment as, a, as part of a three-part atonement. Most churches and most Christians only talk about one-third of the provision that Jesus has provided for us. And that is the message of salvation as it relates to the forgiveness of sins. And we know that is the central message because the truth is we can enter heaven with sickness, but we can never enter as a sinner. And so salvation, the forgiveness of sins, is the primary focus. But when it comes to receiving communion, this, this sacrament, the Apostle Paul said, do not treat it as common. Don't take this moment lightly because this meal is designed to bring healing, to bring unity, and to bring restoration. We are not to underestimate the power of communion. Confessing our sins uh, and believing on Jesus will bring us salvation and eternal life. But the communion meal can actually preserve and keep you during your earthly life. The bread and the cup are so important to Jesus that he said he would eat it again when you and I enter into heaven at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so before we receive it, I believe there are four steps we need to walk through quickly tonight as we receive the body and the blood of Jesus. The first step is that we need to look inward. I want to encourage you right now to look inward. I believe the Holy Spirit is ministering to you and your family right now, but I need you to take a moment to look inward. The Apostle Paul said, when we receive this meal, that every person should examine themselves. This step is about keeping your spirit pure between you and God. Is there a bondage in your life? Is there a secret sin or a pet sin that you are struggling with? I want to encourage you tonight to take that into the presence of God, even as I'm talking to you. Take a minute and, and begin to pray and confess those sins. If the Holy Spirit has revealed something to you, begin to speak that out and ask for His forgiveness. The second step as we receive communion is to look outward. We must look outward toward those we know including family, friends, and fellow believers. The Bible teaches us that if we have something against another person, if we feel someone has wronged us or mistreated us or sinned against us, the scripture says that before we worship, 
that we should make that right, that we should get that under the blood. Restitution and reconciliation is the theme of the new covenant. If Christ forgave us, then we should forgive others. Take a minute right now. I know it may be difficult. It may be painful to think about it. But I want you to take a bold step of faith tonight and release the people that you might have something against. Release them tonight. So we look inward, we look outward, but we also need to look upward. And what I mean by that is we have to meditate upon the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, recognizing tonight that he suffered on our behalf and through his death, and through his resurrection, we can enjoy a threefold atonement. It affects our spirit, it affects our soul, and it affects our, our body. I want you to look inward tonight, look outward, look upward, but I also want you to look onward. That's the fourth step, to look onward. Live every single day with expectancy that you will fulfill your God-given assignment and listen, that you will live out all of your days. I want you to seize the promise of Psalm chapter 91, verse 16. It says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Many of you have had thoughts that you're gonna be taken out before your time, that you're not going to accomplish everything God has put in your heart to do. But we take authority over that tonight. We will fulfill our assignment. We will fulfill our God-given assignment. We will live out our days. God will satisfy us with long life. And God will show us His salvation. Now before we take the bread, the body of Jesus, and the cup, which is a symbol of the the blood of Jesus, I want to take just a minute and pray a blessing before we receive it. Let's pray right now. If you would, right there in your home, just bow your head and come into agreement with this prayer tonight. Father, we thank you for sending your son Jesus. We thank you that you sent your son Jesus to redeem us. We thank you that through Christ's sufferings that he purchased a threefold redemption for my spirit, for my mind and for my body. Today we ask that you bless this bread that represents the body of Christ and that you would bless the fruit of the vine that represents the precious blood of Jesus. We ask you tonight to forgive us our shortcomings. We ask that as you have forgiven us, we will forgive those who have sinned against us. Father, tonight we release anyone who has wronged us And we ask that you search our spirit and remove any trace of sin or disobedience from our lives. And finally, God, we ask that as we receive communion, that you bring strength and health to us spiritually, emotionally, and physically because of the new covenant that was sealed through the sufferings of Jesus. Father, we know Jesus carried our infirmities Therefore, we ask that you lift from us everything Jesus has carried for us. We receive by faith, and we give you all the glory and the honor, and we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Right now, there in your house, wherever you are, 
I want you to go ahead and take the bread, which is representation of the body of Christ. Go ahead and take. In the same manner that we took the bread and the body of Jesus, we take the fruit of the vine, the blood. I want you to take the cup. Let's take that together now. Right there where you are, I want you to begin to thank God. Listen to me, it's important that you thank God for what he's provided for you. So many times we miss out on a blessing. We miss out on God moving in our lives because we forget that faith is now. Faith is not in the past and faith is not in the future. Faith is in this moment. Now faith, Hebrews 11:1 1 says. Now faith. So thank God for everything he's already provided. Everything that Jesus endured on the cross on your behalf, all the suffering that he took, it was so that you could be whole, spirit, soul, and body. Give him thanks for that. Give him thanks for your family, your children, the way he's provided for you, the job that he's given you, the roof over your head. Thank him for those things. Right now, I just wanna minister to those that are sick in body. We know that this is the meal that heals. So I speak life to you. If you're battling a physical sickness in your body, we take authority over it in the name of Jesus. And by faith, we speak. The word says that we believe, therefore we speak. We speak life to that ailment. We speak life to that sickness. We command it to go in the name of Jesus and that your body would be restored. I speak to those that are struggling emotionally you may be emotionally sick tonight, struggling with anxiety and depression, suicidal thoughts. We take authority over those things. It's God's will for you to be whole. I declare the peace of God over your mind. I pray the joy of the Lord become your strength. That right now in his presence, you have everything that you need. As you're thanking God and praising God for what he's doing in your life and in your family, we're gonna go right back into a time of worship. Let's worship together.
thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope that you sense in your home what I sense right here in the sanctuary. God's presence is real, friend. You tap into that, and I promise you, your life will not look the same. Thank you again for joining us. I hope that you will be here on Easter Sunday, uh, which is just uh, a little less than a day and a half out now. Uh, We have two opportunities at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. I want to encourage you to get here early. We have a, a very special moment in our Easter experiences at the beginning of the service. And if you don't get here before 9 a.m. or 11 a.m., you may miss out on a moment that you do not want to miss. It's going to be amazing. Just know that PK and I are praying for you. We love you. The staff here at Bethesda Church, we love you, and we're praying for you and your family. And we pray that you have an amazing night. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Bethesda Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, BethesdaChurch.tv. Thank you for joining us and have a great day.